everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. I thought you were going to leave it out and not make me cuss this time. What do you mean, leave it out? You, so I, I would say, say the GYSE podcast, and you pause for a second, and oh. I thought you were going to just like do something weird and just be like, so Kyle, how, how's things going? Yeah. But of course. Also known as the Get Your... Dirty. Dirty. <laughs> Too funny. Love it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I am one of your co-hosts for this episode. My name is Rohit Rohila. And alongside Rohit Rohila this week, uh, as almost always, you have Kyle Reed as well. Yeah. I feel like it's been a while. It has. Between holiday and vacations and everything else we've had going on. I haven't been in the studio in like several weeks. I think a while, yeah. Yeah. At least a month or so. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I'm glad to be back. Um, it's th- This recording is, is enjoyable. I like it. Ready to dive in? Let's do it. All right. So this is an episode about your mindset. Now... The way this kind of started was I was telling Kyle about this place where I work at and my viewpoint and what I do every day. So uh, instead of naming the company, I'm just going to say Company A. So every day. Can we call it SpaceX? SpaceX. All right, Elon, here you go. Or no, we're in Seattle. We should say Blue Origin. Ooh, good call. But no one knows what Blue Origin is. Jeff Bezos isn't really doing much with it. It's just a Me Too project. Um, a Me Too project. <laughs> uh, so we'll go with, with SpaceX. Are they owned by Boeing? What? Blue, Blue Origin? Origin? It's all, it was all Jeff Bezos. Bezos. Did he, I thought he sold it to Boeing or something Oh, did like he? That. I don't know. Maybe oh, I'm tripping. I don't know. I don't know. You anyway. know who works there now? Naomi Sherman. Where at? At, at uh, Blue Origin. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I know that person, but I did not know that she worked there. Yeah. Jill Saldivar told me. Wow, nice. Um, so every day when I get out of my car, and I'm one of the first people there. Uh, I get there usually about 5.30 in the morning. And so when I pull up, I get out of my car. And right on the building is the logo of the company. And the first thing I say out loud, probably because no one's around, is, okay, company A, or okay, SpaceX, let's make you some money today. And that's what I say every single day. I've done it since day one. All right, company A, let's make you some money today. And what that does is that shifts my mindset. I'm so glad you said that because I was going to say, what does that do? (laughs) (laughs) That shifts my mindset, which I feel the majority of the people have this mindset of, I'm only here for a paycheck. Mm -hmm. I'm only eh, going to do what's in my job description. Okay, company A, what are you going to do for me today? Yeah. That's what they, they don't even say it, but they go in thinking that. And what it does is that changes my mindset of, I'm here for the company. The company says, I've got this need. Mm, I'm mm. going to pay you X amount of dollars to mm, do it. Mm, 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 mm. If I make the company a million dollars and they pay me $20,000 a year, that's what the company is willing to pay me. I shouldn't match what they're giving me. With my output. So I shouldn't be like, oh, they're only paying me 20K. I should only make them 20K. That's a lose-lose. Mm-hmm. If I make them a million dollars and they only give me 20K, that's what they're paying me for. If I make them $2 million and I only get 20K, 
that's what they're paying me for. Should have negotiated better. And <laughs> <laughs> they will recognize that mm-hmm. and, and you will go up. But what it does is by shifting your mindset of, you know, it, it, who was it? Kennedy? Ask not what you what your country can do, can do for, for you, you, but what you can do for your country. If we all had that mindset on a global scale, yeah, what would that mean? That'd be amazing. If instead of oh, we've got we've got uh, uh, climate issues, okay, well let's take a look at everyone who's contributing to the climate issue. Who are the top pollute, polluters in the world and all this kind of stuff? No. Let's let's all do it together. What can we do hmm. collectively? I think it makes all the difference in the world. And when I had that mindset of let's make you some money today, it totally shifts everything because there are people who I've heard, okay, I'm not going to do this because it's not in my job description. Hmm. Or oh, you need this done? That's not my job. So you're taking you're taking an attitude of ownership in servitude. Yeah. As you go into the day where others go into it feeling entitled and owed, mm-hmm. if you will. And it, it can be exhausting having that mindset. Yeah. Because then what you're doing is you are saying to yourself subconsciously, all right, company, you need to prove to me that you've earned eight hours of my time. Mm. Wow. And so it, you do tend to be negative. I was going to say people almost feel like they're being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, wow, I get a chance to really show off my talents and do something I'm good at for eight hours and get paid for it. They're saying, no, this company's taking time from me and I'm, they're not paying me enough money. Yeah. They need to give me more money to do anything different. And what's, what's, what's fantastic is at this company, a lot of people have this mentality of, okay, company, let's make you some money today. Let's, mm-hmm. let's make you an amazing product. It's a tech company. How many tech companies are out there where the majority of the people have been there for like 10 plus years? <laughs> Especially in Seattle with, with all the tech companies. So much churn. Unheard of. So much churn. But people are passionate about this. You can hear it in their voice. You can see it in their work <laughs> when they're talking about it. And it's just that little shift of a focus. How many, you know, you, you hear about football teams, uh, college, especially when, oh, they, yeah. you know, they're running out of the tunnel and maybe they, they slap a poster or, you know, they, there's some tradition that reminds yep. them you are part of something bigger. Hmm. A brotherhood. Yeah. That's huge. I wrote down a bunch of stuff as you were talking one of the things I think it kind of goes along with what you said that um, you're there for the company. They're not there for you is I, I wrote down Bill Maher. You know, Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a long time ago, he said something on his show and he was talking about um, the platform that he has and how he uses it. And some people talk about how some people like to use their platform for their own self-interest or self-gain to promote certain things they have a special interest in. And one of the things that he mentioned that he he doesn't like to do that very much necessarily because he has what he says is an old school attitude towards entertainment is that you're not here for me. I'm here for you. Right. So for him to think that his audience is there as a tool for him to use 
is not the right way to go about things, which is why he's been able to entertain for so long. He has polarizing political views for some people, but as far as uh, an entertainer, he's definitely done very, very well, right? So that was one thing I wrote down because it, that phrase stuck with me and really aligned with everything you were saying. Um, the other thing is, when you talk about this mindset, you you proactively say that. You take a look at the logo of Company X and you look at it and you tell yourself, all right, let's see if we can make some money for you today. You're taking ownership in that and you're, you're shifting your mindset in that way so you can set up your day for success before you even walk in the door. Now, when you think about your mindset, it's the only thing that follows you no matter where you go. You can change your surroundings. You can change your location. You can move. You can say that Seattle sucks. I hate it. It's dark and gray and gloomy. And you can move to Hawaii. But the one thing that you can't change is your mindset. No matter where you go. Well, you can change it. Sorry, but it's going to follow you. No matter what it is, it's going to follow you no matter where you go. So if you go into work with a mindset of... I don't owe you anything. You owe me something. Company A, what can you do for me? You're taking my time for me. This isn't in my job description. This is outside of my scope. I don't get paid for this. You owe me more. Do you bring a similar mentality home Mm. to your husband or wife or partner or children or or cats or dogs? I don't know. Whatever you have at home, right? Do you bring it to your friends, to family gatherings? If you... If I came home every day and said, no, I can't do the dishes because I mowed the lawn yesterday. It's not my job. If you want me to do the dishes, you have to pay me more. Or you have to do more laundry or you have to mow the lawn tomorrow or whatever it is. What is that going to do for my relationship? Mm -hmm. Do you think my partner is going to feel grateful for me or resentful of me? Yeah. The same thing that happens at your profession Your job, your senior leadership will not feel grateful for you. They'll resent you and they will figure out a way to performance manage you out of your role or just eliminate you altogether. Now, if you're a good person and you still can maybe have some success here, maybe they'll try to find a better role for you that can reignite some passion. But do you think that your partner may have the patience? Right? Yeah. I mean... That's something to take a look at. That that mindset is dangerous and it can follow you everywhere you go. And it can it can seep into your relationships with friends, family, loved ones, whether those relationships are platonic or romantic. It's it's a question that a lot of people ask. What's in it for me? With them. What's That's in even it for me? That's even a fucking, it's a motivating strategy for salespeople. You got to whiff them, right? It's, 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 it's ingrained to the professional culture that, that people know that salespeople won't do anything unless there's something in it for them. So they, they show them what's in it for them. So they're almost taught how to find this carrot, how to get this dog bone mm-hmm. or this treat, right? It's scary. I think in certain aspects, it it can accomplish short-term goals. 
But if you maintain that mindset in everything that you do and bring it to your relationships, you're, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, because when you have that mindset of what's in it for me, it's always saying you have to prove to me why you deserve me. Hmm. Either my time or my efforts or my love. You have to prove to me that you deserve this instead wow. of let me love you unconditionally. Jim Rohn says, and, and I'm going to paraphrase this, but he the biggest shift for him happened when he would always say, I'm going to improve myself. Say you and I are in a relationship. We are in a relationship. We're in, a, yeah. we're in this beyond friendship. We are in this podcast relationship. Mm -hmm. what he would say is let me be a better member of this podcast to show you that I love you and he said the shift came from him when he said I will love myself and make myself better for you if you will do the same for me instead of me trying to make you better I'm going to work on myself there's a reason why when the oxygen masks drop in an airplane, they say, take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. So then you can take care of the child. What, what that's promoting is not a selfish act, but it's saying, if I am the best version of me, and that's what I'm bringing to this relationship, and you do the same, we're going to be lights out. Mm. A partnership. It's a true partnership. Rather, rather than a quid pro quo. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. The same thing <laughs> happens in our personal relationships as well. However you define them, whether it's family or friends or significant others. If, if I look at uh, Christina and, and I say, okay, you know, these are the areas you're struggling with. You need to be better at this because I kind of feel like I'm bringing more to the table. That's going to do nothing but cause resentment. Mm -hmm. But if if I work on myself, and in the process she works on herself, that's what's going to bring us together. Mm -hmm. And something similar happened to that, where uh, she would she would go for walks every day. You know that that was her her big. Oh thing. yeah, I remember. Yeah, she she's a walker, and just recently she is now jogging. Dope. And she said, um, "I would like to start going to the gym." And I said, I would like to go with you. So by her working on herself, making herself better, makes me want to do the same thing for her. Did you have a little bit of FOMO? A little bit. If you're missing out. Yeah. You, you saw her passion. Yeah. In a, in a recent episode we just talked about, behind that, you saw how much she enjoyed doing things for herself and improving herself to be a, a good partner for you. You wanted to do the same. Well, the other thing is she said she was going to talk to you. Because oh really yeah nothing bad on on you um, but I told her I was like you know I always thought I hated running until mm -hmm. I looked at my journals I used to go running almost daily in college mm -hmm. I forgot I did that like oh, I would gosh. go to the track and I would go running and then once I moved off campus then I stopped mm -hmm. but when I was living on campus the tracks right there why not you moved off campus and you're I, too busy drinking huh <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't remember. Um, 
but but you know it's it's something like that so then i told her i was like once i realized this i want to start running again kyle's running sam's running i asked the two of them to take me to, to oh yeah yeah to get a good pair of running shoes and i bought those running shoes that you guys helped me you guys took time out of your schedule to help me get running shoes that are good for me it was hard to find something to fit you right too yeah that's true um I have maybe used them for maybe a minute at the most. That's it? Really? That? Oh, man. Yeah. You tried them on? Walked around? Decided, hey, we're not going to run right now? Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, because I, I went into, I was talking myself out of it. Okay. I know I want to run. Uh, how? What's a good way to run for your first time? You know, how much should I run? How much should I jog? How much should I walk? Or mm-hmm. what am I trying to accomplish here? What app do I want to use? What music do I want to listen? I mean, you know, just the excuses just kept on coming out because I was overcomplicating it. Whereas my friend um, Scott, I don't think you've met him yet. Scott Chang, the florist from... Um, oh, I've met Scott. So Scott told A me... A couple times, actually. One day he was just... I just feel like running. And he just ran. Hmm. And started running ever since. And Beautiful. All this weight and stuff like that. Simplification. But what, what am I doing? Complicating. And if you look back to this podcast, I didn't give you and Christian enough. T- I didn't give you the opportunity to complicate things. No. I just said, okay, you guys want to do this? Cool. Record. Go. Here's this mic. Let's see if it works. Oh, it works. All right. How about we do an episode now? Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> All right. Let's go. We're going to hit record. <laughs> what the fuck? So that mindset is so crucial because it's going to do everything it can to... Talk us out of doing stuff. Yeah. I, I wrote something down here, too, and I, I want to get back to it when you talked about in a relationship, right? Well, you and Christina, and she's going for walks and going to the gym, and you want to do that as well. And you want to do things to better yourself for your partner, and your partner do things to better themselves for you as well. I think one of the key, key, and I mean absolutely critical components of this is to do so without expectation. That is such a beautiful point. Do you right. mind expanding on that a little bit? I, I think, well, absolutely. Let me. <laughs> um, I think anytime you do something in a quid pro quo scenario, right? How we talked about you go to work and you, you complete tasks for money. You exchange your time for money. Um, time is one of the only things that we have that is an asset of ours that we own completely and we decide what we do with it, right? It's literally the only thing you got. And we do that. If you take that same attitude to a relationship, you're expecting something in return. That creates an environment where you can have resentment. Um, I know this very, very well when I did an experiment a year or two ago or so when I decided not to use any social media for a month. And... um, the most challenging thing for me was when I laid in bed and Emily still looked at her phone and thumbed through Facebook or Instagram or whatever else it was or looked at random things. Um, I kind of, I, I think I expected her initially and it was a product of my expectations, right? My disappointment was a product of my expectations because I expected her to do the same and she didn't. She didn't have this goal and I didn't want her to do this goal with me necessarily. It was all about me. But I think deep down, I thought that she would remove 
her face from her phone <laughs> for a little bit. But she didn't even realize it. it. It wasn't that she was being malicious. It was that she didn't, this habit was so ingrained that she didn't know what else to do. Had I not tried this experiment, I wouldn't have known what else to do either. Had I also not realized that it wasn't malicious on her behalf, I would have created a lot of resentment. And I felt that happening for like, after a couple of days, like towards the end of the first week, beginning of the second week, I was kind of like, what the fuck? I'm doing this shit and you're still over here looking at your goddamn phone all the damn time. Was she aware of what you were trying to do? Uh, I think a little bit, but I didn't make it like that big of a deal. I was just like, you know what? I'm going to not do this anymore for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was when I deleted all of them for a little bit. Um, but I recognized that I didn't even realize I did this with an expectation, right? I did it. Well, I did it with an expectation of myself to, to change some habits and to realize a few things. But I didn't even realize that I low-key expected her to do the same or to be sympathetic of that and maybe talk to me or something like that instead of just looking at her phone. But that was her her downtime. That was how she decompresses from the day and relaxes and just does something mindless before she lays down and goes to bed. I didn't initially consider that. So it took me a minute to realize that. So if you want to do things to improve yourself and you go into it, and you have potentially a hidden agenda that you don't even realize. In my case, I didn't realize it. Mm. I found it a few days in. You're going to have problems. You're going to create tension and resentment for your partner or your work or your friend or family member or whatever that may be that doesn't need to be there and is really pushing you the other direction. You're doing something to improve yourself, but you're degrading the relationship at the same time because of your expectation. So when you do something like this, you have to truly do it in service of yourself and or others with nothing in return expected. Otherwise, you're really not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for an ulterior motive, whatever that may be whatever you expect to be returned upon. I wrote something down and um, what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, Enlightened. (laughs) Uh, And I'll touch on that in a second. But but I wrote down a, a quote that you always say. And that is, I wrote something down. Sorry, that's just me being silly. But I did write that down because... That is a was, quote that I always say. I was thinking about that. You always say that like when it's your I turn to talk. Down. No, I wrote something down. Uh, but in this case, I did write something down. Uh, I fucking hate you. <laughs> <laughs> since, we're, since we're talking about mindset, you've been on hundred, you know, this 180 episodes mm-hmm. or so. We, Give or take. We've yeah. done this, you know. And if you think about it, that's that's a, a half hour show. So let's just cut that in half. So ninety hours, you know, that's well over two weeks worth of a job time or whatever. Oh, know? okay, yeah, yeah. So we've been doing this for a long time. The hours add up, mm-hmm. which means you now have at least ninety hours 
of dedicated personal development exploration on your part? At a minimum, on air. On air. Let's call it on air. On air. Because sometimes, especially when it's you and I. Yeah. Afterwards, we'll just be outside. Before one, after one. Just talking Mm -hmm. for hours. And and so here's, here's the thing. You have 90 plus hours of, of on-air time. Okay. How has that affected your life? Mm. So had you not done this, what would your life be? And I think what it comes down to is a certain sense of enlightenment. And I think to summarize it all up, because of this vehicle, the podcast, G-Y-S-T, because of this, we, or, or you know, you or whatever, enlightenment is when you ask, why do I think or act this way? Hmm. See, I think the majority of the people just act and think in a ways that they're not even aware of. And I thought of that when you were talking about your situation with Emily. Mm-hmm. She's just going about it because she, to her, it's just, all right, it's Tuesday night. It's She's not downtime. thinking anything of it. Yep. It's her downtime, decompressing, relaxing. And you had to question, okay, I do this automatically. Why do I do it? And I think that's where you go from being average to above average. Hmm. When you go from being 97% of the population to, okay, there's something more here. And by you simply asking that question, why am I acting or doing this? I I can guarantee you, and you and I have talked about this, just simply being a part of this podcast has probably doubled or tripled your income. Easily. Easily. Without even thinking about it. Yeah. Since I've started the podcast, it's absolutely uh, over doubled. And the same thing with, with me. I was telling you, every interview that I went to when I was looking for a job... I've got this podcast on my LinkedIn as well as on my resume. Mm-hmm. And every single person that I interviewed with said, tell me about this podcast. I love the name. How did how'd you come up with it? Because what it's doing is it's letting the employer know I'm proactive in my pursuit of self-mastery. Oh. I'm trying to be the best version of me I can be. And that's exactly what an employer wants. An employer wants somebody who wants to be a good version of themselves, not somebody who just wants to get by. Yeah. And and so I think that is where the mindset really lies. That is the difference that this podcast has made for us. It's taught us that we have to question our behavior hmm. and our thought process. And a lot of times that comes from the experiments that you and I have done specifically. I wouldn't have thought to do something like that in the past. Yeah, like the lights out. Oh, man. Thing. Dude, I want to do that again. Right? I, oh, yeah. I forgot about that until you said something. Because we fall back into our patterns. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, we have to remind ourselves to question ourselves as well. Because patterns and routines, in some senses, can be a good thing, right? But in other senses, bad. Yeah. Um, it's, man. We talked about this on 182 when we were talking about outsiders questioning, why do we do this? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Sometimes it takes that to remind ourselves that we don't have all the answers, Right. Mm-hmm. There, there are questions that we need to ask ourselves and ask each other to be able to grow and expand on, on what we have today. I mean, yeah, if you just go about your business every single day do, thinking that you're doing everything right, 
instead of asking, you know, why is it done this way? Or is that possible? Don't ask why. Why not? Right? Yeah. I mean, I think those are things that you need to look at. That's the mindset you need to have. You need to question everything. You're not always in control of yourself. You need to remind yourself that and question yourself. Doesn't make you a bad person. Doesn't mean you're not smart. That is that is fascinating. So here's one thing that I just thought of. To be a part of this podcast, we have we have certain minimums that, that we ask. You know, one is you have to engage in some type of personal development so that we're on an even playing ground. Mm-hmm. I'm not counting that. What I am counting is being a part of this podcast. It's roughly a hundred plus dollars a year. Oh yeah, the cost of hosting and hosting equipment upgrades, mm-hmm. the software, everything like that. Roughly about a hundred dollars a year. It's every other Tuesday we come into the studio to record. Mm-hmm. So every other Tuesday, it's on your calendar, and every other Tuesday is about three plus hours. You know, from from the actual recording time to what are we going to talk about? Even mm-hmm. our highlights that we do, everything is about that. So if I go up to you and say, okay, I want you to be a part of this. It's a hundred bucks every other Tuesday, three plus hours. No one's going to want to do it. <laughs> Here is the main value that this brings. And I thought of this while, while we were kind of talking about everything. It's the conversations that make the difference. You're, you're in an environment where we promote conversations that are outside of the norm and potentially uncomfortable or awkward out in the wild, I guess you could say. I don't know. You're right. Think about the conversations we had beforehand, before we even start recording. Mm-hmm. Kyle, what's, what's the highlight for the past two weeks? Since yeah. our last recording, what was the highlight of your life? And what does that do for you? And we take to turns. talk about it, yeah. And, and that's good because we're like, oh, wow, like, yeah, you especially. So all of us only pick one thing. Kyle <laughs> picks like 15. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, how often do you even do that with your circle of friends? Hey, what's the best thing that happened to you since last time we saw each other? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I didn't get fired. I didn't get caught embezzling. That's or, true. You know, whatever. I know, I know someone has got caught doing that. <laughs> um, um yeah, that's that's rough because so that is seen as an awkward question, mm-hmm. right? Just with a normal group of friends outside of this, it, here it's normal and we talk about it and we expect it. Um, but outside, I wouldn't normally say that. I would just say the typical, how have you been? And then I may dig a little bit and say, no, really, what have you been up to? What's going on? And we would talk about that. But it's not like, hey, let's point out some highlights. What's going good for you? During Thanksgiving dinner, this is, oh my God, this is phenomenal. Um, my grandpa has become less and less mobile. He's just got bad legs, arthritis in his knees. He's had both knees replaced. He's had a, a, a big vein in one of his legs replaced, so circulation's bad. And he's like nine, almost 90 years old. Still completely with it mentally, as funny as he's ever been. Um and just a great guy, one of the most easygoing, chill guys you ever talk to. And one of the things he said at, at and my grandma's kind of the opposite. I, I absolutely love my grandma <laughs> to death. 
but she is, um, she's very, very negative. And more so, I know that it's tough for her because she takes care of them and she just focuses on so many things that they can't do, but he's the opposite. So the question he asked was, what have you accomplished in the past six months? And it wasn't, hey, what have you done in six months? He was like, hey, what have you, what have you accomplished in the last six months? Yeah. And, and he talked about it. And everybody talked about it. And he goes, you want to know what I've done? I've done 27 puzzles. And there was some, I forgot the other number, but there was some number of um, pages he's completed in a coloring book. Yeah. Because he can only watch so much TV. He can't drive anymore. And he just wants to do something that stimulates his mind a little bit. So he does puzzles. 300, 500 piece puzzles or whatever. Nothing too crazy. Things he can finish, you know, in, in a reasonable amount of time. And he enjoys coloring. It's like therapeutic for him. He loves it. He was so fucking proud of these puzzles and these colorings. Rohe, oh my God. It was like, it was phenomenal. My grandma's answer was, of course, well, I've taken care of you. Mm-hmm. Come on, open open up a little bit here. Relax. And it was tough. It was eye-opening for me to see that. And to be asked that question was like, shit, what have I done? I really had to think about it. Because I think we get stuck in a trap so much um, where we just go about the motions of the day, right? And it was just so beautiful to see the enthusiasm and positivity behind his answer. It was just, it was awesome. I I wish you could have fucking been there to see this shit. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) It was beautiful. Yeah. And what, but I love about that is it's just it's what you make out of it you know simple question posed to two people mm-hmm. you and your grandma grandma was well i took care of you you know whatever i'm gonna keep it surface level mm-hmm. you chose to make that a powerful moment yeah the conversations we have in here outside of here that this podcast has allowed us to have are <coughs> immeasurable. Uh, um, so recently two coworkers of mine got together, you know, one of them walked over to the other guy's desk. Okay. I was like, well, got together, huh? And, oh yeah. Um, and it was like, Oh, how was your weekend? Good. How about you? Oh, it was good. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, it was good. What'd you do? You know, just family and stuff. What about you? Yeah, you know, just family and stuff. And how's dinner? Oh, ate a lot. What about you? Yeah, same thing. And I'm just observing with a big smile on my face. And they see me sitting there smiling. How robotic the conversation was. And they're like, what's so what's so amusing? I was like, with a big grin. That is the most surface level conversation I've ever heard in my life. Such was, bullshit. I was so happy to observe this. You said that to them? Yeah. And <laughs> you'll especially love this. So they're like, <clears throat> they're like, well, you know, we're at work. You can't exactly dive in too deep and stuff like that, you know? I was like, okay, really? I was like, person A, did you know this about person B? Person B, did you know this about person A? And it was things that they had in common that they mm-hmm. didn't know. And they're looking at each other like, I didn't know you liked this. And the other person, you like this too? 
And I was like, I've been here two months. You guys have worked with each other two years. Oh, shit. So it's not that this is a work environment. It's your mindset. Oh, wow. And I can definitely see, I think now because of this podcast, the impact that I can make in creating a work culture. Mm. And my manager, who I knew before because we, we worked somewhere else before, when I was talking to him, he's like, I'm bringing you on specifically for your skill set of creating a culture. And I never thought about that until that conversation. Hmm. And then I was speaking with another coworker of mine that he's like, look, I'm that I knew from beforehand. He's like, look, I know you like to hug people and stuff like that. This is not that kind of place. You can't do that. I'm like, okay, cool. Understand. Challenge accepted. I've hugged almost everyone. <laughs> like, you know, we're, it, that's the culture now because it's it's what you make out of it. It's it's the mindset that you have. I know what creates positivity because I've lived that mindset. And I know from 90 plus hours of this podcast mm-hmm. – what sets Kyle Reed apart from anyone else? I've seen it. So when when people who are a part of this podcast or were a part of this podcast, when they take a look at these three things, the $100 and every other Tuesday and three hours, you know, that just takes away from ways that I would rather spend my time. Time that I could watch football or I don't know, whatever else. But if you take a look, the real power of this is the conversations that we have. Yeah. And that's doubled, tripled our income, if you want to take a look at it that way. Easy. It's made our relationships with friends, family, and significant others mm-hmm. increase tenfold. It has given us the opportunity to allow ourselves to get to know each other on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. you know Kyle Reed now better than you ever would have known him. And I know Rodrigo better than I ever would have gotten a chance to know him before. That is the power of a mindset. That's huge. Mm. Damn. Wow. Mm. This was good. This was really good. It took a couple of turns I didn't expect either, but I think <laughs> I think that's what we go for here, yeah. right? Is is to allow the topic to carry the conversation into a place where we can both explore and learn, and I love that about this. And it's because of the mindset that I come into this room with. I got nothing else. We got we got to wrap it from there. That's it. We're gonna leave it at that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we appreciate you listening again this week. I mean, before I wrap, actually, is, do you have anything, any other? Um, I just saw you writing things down, so I want to make sure. Oh, yeah. I was just kind of coming up with some titles. The one thing I would say is a lot of people, like a lot of my coworkers mm-hmm. and just friends in general, they tell me they don't listen to podcasts. If... If you found this episode powerful, just send them the link to the website. Mm-hmm. You know, this this episode is on there. They can stream it from there. They don't have to subscribe to anything. Let's do it one time. Stream it. This, sorry, not stream it. Stream it. Stream it. 
Um, but there's but there's so many positive things out there for free that it's just so powerful. So that's all I have to say is share. Mm-hmm. Because now what you're doing is if you share this with someone and they found value in it and you found value in it, now you are going to have the same conversations that Kyle and I have. Free jewels, baby. And, and, and you'll get to some of the, um, some of the enlightenment that Rohit and I have, have been able to share. I love it. Were you mean to share that on air? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. Just in general. Okay. I want to show you. Oh, I'll show you in a minute. Sorry, guys. Um, so as we wrap today, today's episode was all about mindset. As you go into things, tell yourself to adopt an attitude of servitude. And don't ever forget, your mindset follows you no matter where you go. Rohit had a great example about going into his into his, his job every day. Whatever your profession is. Take a particular mindset with that that will allow you to excel. Because that mindset will follow you back home to your home life. Like I said, to your kids, your husband or wife, significant other, parents, dogs, cats, whatever it may be, parakeet, I don't care, whatever you got. Bring a good mindset home. Because that will truly allow you to grow and expand Everything you have in life exponentially. And with that said, we appreciate y'all tuning in this week. Come see us next week for another fantastic episode of GYSD Podcast. Get your shit together. Signing off. Kyle and Rohit. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST Podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 